welcome to season two of Between the Reads, where we share and celebrate black independently published authors. We get in between the pages of books and discuss characters, share writing tips, and talk about the importance of being black in the authors. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You can help us shine the light on the amazing authors showcased here by sharing this podcast with your friends and family, rating it on your preferred podcast app, or by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash between Are you ready, booze and bros? Then sit back, relax. And let's get to it. Sharita Britton from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is the author of the urban novel entitled Bottom Black Beauty. She published her first coming-of-age novel in October 2020 through her publishing company, Black Beauty Publishing, LLC, which has received rave reviews. Her other works include a compilation of poems about love, healing, and her life experiences, which she plans on releasing later this year. Bottom Black Beauty can be purchased on her website at www.blackbeautypublishing.com. Sharita, welcome to Between the Reads. Hi, thank you. Hi. <laughs> Don't be all stiff. All right. Relax my shoulders <laughs> and breathe, right? <laughs> right relax, relate, release. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's get into your book, mm-hmm. Bottom Black Beauty. Why don't you tell our readers what that book is about? Oh, uh, it's about uh, um, a young black um, female that you know, born and raised in Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. she um, she runs away from home because of mm-hmm. her toxic family situation, and mm-hmm. she ends up on the streets of West Philadelphia, titled you know, mm-hmm. the bottom. Okay. Yes. So while she's out on the streets, you know, she experienced, you know, living on the streets and trying to survive mm-hmm. on the streets. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it was a very powerful, powerful book. Yes. Um, and the main character, she definitely goes through so much. Yes. Maya is her name, right? Yes, Maya. Some people call her yes. Maisha. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and she goes through a lot. Now, was this book based on your life? Well, I would say some characteristics. Okay. Not totally. Some Just some. Not totally. Yes. Because mm-hmm. Maya goes, she goes through a lot. Yes. Um, she was actually living with her mother, and her father came and picked her up, you know, took her from her mother because her mother was, uh, a drug addict per se. Yeah, and Maya, she, you know, I, I, I think what I didn't like about that whole situation was the way that her stepmother would lock her in that room, and she would have to, you know, sneak out the window and then sneak back into the house, and she would, she was starting to hoard like food because, if you know, if she didn't, if she didn't go and get the food herself you know it she would have to wait for her stepmother to decide she wanted to open the door and bring her food and I was so mad at her father because I feel like he needed to step up into this situation and he just couldn't or wouldn't you know well I would say I would say Maisha's uh father in a sense he worked you have to remember in the beginning right? he worked all the time so he really didn't know exactly what was going on until Maisha had that yeah but then he still him. didn't do nothing and, um, yes you know how, um. yes 
in a sense. Yes, in mm-hmm. a sense, in a sense. But see, that's why, um, you know, with the book, it, it touches, it touches, uh, you know, how can I say this? <laughs> you know, can you put yourself in that person's position, though? You know, like, even with the stepmother, could you imagine raising a child that's not your own, that doesn't act the way you act, the frustration part of it, of raising someone else's child? Yes, actually, because I'm a stepmother. <laughs> yes, so it, it it can be, you know. But I feel like quite... she was just so mean to her. Like she, you know, she would say, you know, things like "you might look good if you." Did. It just she was yes. she was just so toxic to her, and I feel yes. like it was a toxic situation. Yeah, yes. she was definitely yeah. jealous of Maya. She was. I would say I would say that too, but then you you know it brings you back to. The, the the psychological prop part of mm-hmm, it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, imagine with the stepmother how she was raised to even be able to treat this child like mm-hmm, that, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that's you know. yeah, that mama, she she was oh, I didn't like her. I did. You did an excellent yes. job of writing this book because I didn't like her. I the, yes. the dad was on my last nerve because I'm like, okay, now you know what's going on, and yes. you're still not doing anything about it. It's like he couldn't bring himself; he would justify it and say, "Well, you know." And it probably has a lot to do with him just wanting to have that family, so he kind of overlooked a lot of things because he wanted to have that perfect family, right? But it was just a mirage. It was just it. It wasn't a perfect family at all. Exactly. You know. Ah. Ah. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> but, hey, a lot of things, we go through a lot of things. A lot of people go through those situations, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't imagine, you know, mm-hmm. going through Even that. when the DHS worker came out, you mm-hmm. know, imagine that child couldn't say how she felt at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. To the worker, you know? Right. And that probably could have changed a lot, but it could have also been worse yeah but that's the thing it's like you could feel the tension of her stepmother like you know basically like daring her to say something like you know she that was just oh I hated that scene because she just you know it's like she gave her that look like if you say anything the Mm -hmm. wrath that will come down on you afterwards yeah. yeah. Oh, that that. Oh, I couldn't stand her. I couldn't stand her. Oh, I couldn't stand her. <laughs> yes, a lot of people went that that read the book. That's what they say. That like um, I have one reader that's um, she works in a medical field, mm-hmm. and she said I would recommend these to my students because she's a um a destructor mm-hmm. in the medical field. Mm-hmm. So she said, I would recommend this to my students because it, it what I would want them to do is point out all the medical um diagnoses that they could pick out through the book. Mm-hmm. You know, and she mm-hmm. says plenty of them, mm-hmm. you know, like like with the um mental health mm-hmm. and as far as um um social as um anxiety mm-hmm. uh with the with the stepmother could have been suffering from she could have been suffering from a lot of mental issues as well you know mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Um, and and I love how Maya came to the realization that she was probably schizophrenic mm-hmm. you know 
uh, that that whole that she that she came to that reali- realization as she was looking back mm-hmm. on her life she realized that certain things that she did were were aspects of that behavior that was caused by all the trauma yeah. she went through yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. it's an excellent it's an excellent excellent book so let me ask you why did you feel that now was the time to write this book well, actually, I wrote the book uh, years ago. <laughs> well, why did you feel that now was the time to publish your book? Well, I felt as though now, because actually it was just divine timing. <laughs> okay. Explain. Explain. <laughs> well, I just felt like it's, it's hard to explain that. It's just like when it's time to do something, it it's just time to do it. You know, it just was something to say, okay. Mm, okay. Well, actually everything just fell into place, mm-hmm. you know, for me mm-hmm. getting the courage actually to find an editor, you know, and mm-hmm. once I found the editor okay. and it just fell into place, basically, that's what I mean by divine time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like mm-hmm. I had set to say, okay, bam, this is what I'm going to do. I've been trying to do it 20 years ago, <laughs> per se, you know? Right. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> so that's you. <laughs> what I mean by divine timing. You know, it just happens, you know? Right. So Okay. Yeah. So now every writer learns something about themselves with each book they publish. So what did you learn about yourself while you were writing this book? What I learned about myself was courage. Courage. I just had to have the courage to... Uh, believe in myself mm-hmm. and that's a big one that's a really big yeah one. that's that's the main thing mm-hmm. that's the main thing just to believe in myself mm-hmm. that and that's a big one because you know a lot of people don't believe in themselves you'd be surprised how many writers you know just kind of sit on their books and never publish them at all yeah so mm-hmm. that that's a that's a big lesson that's a good one Yes. And it was a long, it was a long process. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. So you went through the Do For Self Publishing Writing Mentor Program with Jay Cerrone of Paper Chase Publications. I'd like for you to share that experience with us. How did you meet him? And what was that whole experience like? This It was awesome. Because like I said, the divine timing mm-hmm. aspect of the situation. Okay. I met him through... Instagram, mm-hmm. and I was following him for another reason, another purpose. Okay, and the purpose was um, he would post things about narcissism. Okay, and I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And what actually happened was, um, so, um, well, as I as I continuously followed him, I realized, um, he had on a Jamaican outfit or Jamaican colors or something. So okay. I said, oh. Well, maybe I can get him just to edit the, the Jamaican part, you know? Okay, okay. So then I was, like, still skeptical because I'm really actually an introvert. I don't <laughs> – I'm not social. I have social phobia, you okay. know? So it took me a while to even say, hey, how you doing, even on the Internet, you mm-hmm, know? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what happened was I also noted in my book, in, in the acknowledgments of my book, in the dedications of my book. Mm-hmm. Um, one day he posted a picture of my nephew. Okay. And my nephew had purchased one of his books. Okay. So that's what made me say, okay, this is God speaking to me. Mm-hmm. God is saying, how about that? Go get it done, <laughs> you know? And 
Yes. So, but it was actually strange because after that, I still didn't say anything to him. Mm -hmm. You know, when I said something to him was the day my nephew was murdered. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I had hit him up on Instagram and I said, Hey, you know, um, I just wanted to let you know that you posted a picture of my nephew and, you know, he purchased one of your books and, you know, he had was murdered and he said wow that's something else and that's what really opened the door Mm -hmm. for our relationship Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that right there and so from there did you did you just what made you want to talk to him about your book just like what I just told you (laughs) it happened just like that I told him the same thing like oh I was following you through Instagram and you know and I broke it all down to him and I just I believe in a divine time situation, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just basically said the same thing I'm saying to you, to him. And he's like, okay, well, if you're ready to work with me, then let's go to work. And I'm like, okay, let's work. <laughs> and then you did it. And I did it. We did so it. What, there you go. Yeah. So what was your favorite part of the Do For Self mentoring program? My favorite part actually was completing the book. When he said congratulations, mm-hmm. that's when that that was my favorite part. And he actually said, "Congratulations, you did it." Mm-hmm. And you got a certificate too, didn't you? And I have a certificate, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what was that like when you were working on the book? Because I know you worked on the 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 cover is beautiful I love the cover and what was that whole process like when you finally had that copy of your book in your hands what did that do for you I cried (laughs) I cried because like I said it was a long process and I met a few people along the way and and sometimes it was discouraging to the people that you actually meet, you know, because when mm-hmm. I first started, it, um, my daughter, she works at a Walgreens and someone was coming in there and she went to get her head shot and she mm-hmm. referred me to a few people and a few people denied me and they was like, well, I ain't got time to mentor nobody. I'm like, oh, goodness gracious, oh, you know? Wow. Yeah. And yes. And I also um, attended I also attended a workshop mm-hmm. um, by Miss Karen. Uh, what's her name? Karen Quintos. Miss um, Karen Quintos. Okay. Um. Oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting her whole full name. <laughs> but yes, uh, and I think you might have published. You might have um, shared a book that she she's written that you you're reading. Okay. Yes, but um, I attended her workshop and I learned a lot of things. And Mrs. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I can't think of her name. <laughs> Don't worry uh, about it, girl. <laughs> yes, Miss Karen's uh, workshop, and I've learned a lot in her class. If it, if I didn't take that workshop, I wouldn't have known the things that I've, I've learned along the way. You know, so it it was a it was a process. It was really a a process. And in his mentoring program, he encourages his uh, mentees to Mm -hmm. start their own their own publishing company so he took you step by step from from not having anything to Mm -hmm. building a business tell us a little bit about that yes that's that's one of the 
awesome things that he also taught me was to own my own publishing company, which made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Because in my um search, I see like you pay these other publishing companies to publish your work, mm-hmm. and you don't have full control of it of everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what he explained to me. Like, well, why don't you just establish your own publishing company and publish your work under your own company? And right. you keep 100% of the proceeds. I said, wow, yes, that's great. Amazing, <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> never thought about that. So right. actually, that probably is the, the next favorite part of the program, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that self-publishing journey. You had your book. You had this this manuscript that you wrote over, you know, 20 years ago. And mm-hmm. divine timing, you dusted it off. Just take us briefly through the steps. You know, you what you did editing, the book cover design. Like how, just take us through the steps of, of the book's evolution. Okay. First of all, um, I showed him my manuscript. Mm-hmm. And, um... He taught me how to format, format the book, mm-hmm. format my um, manuscript, mm-hmm. and he has an editor, which is you, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, Miss <laughs> Audrea Russell. So after, and it was amazing to me because he said, like, yeah, I have an editor as well. And that's when I learned that an editor also has an editor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Absolutely. So, Yes. So um, after that, you know, we went back and forth with the the, the um, format and mm-hmm. the editing work. I learned a lot from him. He tells me he learned a lot from me as well. Mm-hmm. It, we, it was great working with him. It really was great. Mm-hmm. And then the book cover design. How did that concept come about? The concept came about because I already had a, 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 an idea how I wanted it. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, a photo of me. And I was like, well, maybe I don't want to do that. Okay. So what happened was I was searching the internet and I came across, well, not searching the internet, but I was on the internet and I came across someone that was on my Facebook page, which is Dr. Um, Roslyn, Dr. Roslyn. Mm Mm-hmm. She had a picture, posted a picture of herself. That is actually a photo of her. Okay. A um, uh, design of her, something she drew of herself. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was her until later on. Okay. Um, because she had, she, her son had committed suicide. Oh, my. About a year ago. Mm. So, and I mentioned that in my dedication, mm-hmm. isn't it? My acknowledgement mm-hmm. that, um, you know, what that meant was when it says here on um, Dr. Roslin's, the meaning behind your artwork mm-hmm. will forever be rich in my heart. Well, her son name is Trey, his heart spelled backwards. Oh, okay. So I didn't know her story at first when I saw the picture. Once I saw the picture, I just said to her, oh, I would like to use that as my artwork of my book. And she said, great, fine. But then I realized later on, what the her artwork meant, mm-hmm. and it was a dedication to her son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and like I thought that I like the way mm-hmm. her hair kind of flows down, and she's just kind of you know over this over the city, you know, yes. in Philly. I just thought that that was so. There's so many layers to it. Like you could stare at it yes. and see something different every time. Yes, mm-hmm. kind um, 
mixing mm-hmm. music on cover. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was awesome too. I said, wow. When I first came, and it didn't take long for him to, to grasp my idea, you know? Right. He just whipped it right on up. And mm-hmm. I, once I saw the, the final work, I was like, wow. Yeah. He's amazing. Wow. He really is amazing. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He's mm-hmm. awesome. And I would definitely work with him again. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He, d- he did my, uh, my book cover as well. Someone else yes. did the artwork, but then he added the words and everything. And, you know, he took yeah. my vision and just, he, he was like, okay. He and he, yeah. And he made it better. He made it better because yes. kind was just like, okay. Yeah. Um, he was like, I know what you want, but I don't really think I like it. He gave it to me the way I asked for it, but then he yes. also gave me his vision. And I was like, yeah, I like yours yes. better. It's like, he understands what yes. you want and he's able to just bring that out, you know, into yes. art form. He's amazing. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And that's how I felt about um uh Jay Saron. Mm-hmm. He he just took it and he just knew exactly what you wanted, you know, what yep. I wanted. Yep. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yes. funny because he was Jay was one of my I think he was like the sixth guest on my show when it started last yes. year. And afterwards, you know, he and I developed this friendship. And then I, you know, I told him I had this book. He was like, well, why isn't it published yet? I was like, yeah, because, you know, I'm still working on it. And I sent it to him. And he was like, sis, what you waiting for? And he just kind of pushed me and, you know, and prodded. It was like, yeah, you keep talking about it, but you're not doing it, you know. And so because of him, you know, I started my publishing company and you know and and got to work on the book and now it's sitting there you know and it's done so yeah you know it's he's definitely uh you know he's a great great mentor absolutely yes Mm -hmm. he is he Mm -hmm. is definitely i will always recommend yes Yes. so if there's one piece of advice you could share with aspiring authors what would it be just do it (laughs) i like nike huh (laughs) yes just do it. <laughs> now, why just yes. do it? Yeah, elaborate a little bit. Because, I mean, it, you was, I would think you would just sit on work. When I first started my um journey, I wrote it in a black and white composition book. Mm-hmm. And I actually sent it to a, a publisher mm-hmm. just like that. I went to the library and I copied 340-something pages <laughs> out of a composition book wow. and mailed it to an author i mean to an editor i mean to a publisher okay Uh uh and once i somebody told me you can't do that they said they just do that in the trash (laughs) i said are you serious yes ma'am that's (laughs) exactly what they did (laughs) threw it in the trash Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so if i had stopped there then i wouldn't be where i'm at now Mm mm-hmm very true. So I just continued on and keep kept doing my research, kept trying to learn mm-hmm. what's the steps to publishing your own mm-hmm. book. And see, that's the perfect example of when you when you take steps, the universe meets you always exactly. and, and helps you out because you kept yeah. taking steps and then it ended up being divine timing, like you said, that yeah. everything was put in place and you met Jay and then... Yes. There was your book. Yes. <laughs> and you, because you play a major part right? too. You were one right. of the editors too. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. ma'am. <laughs> yes. So that's what I would, that would be my advice. So just, just continue do on. Do not stop. 
Mm-hmm. Just Absolutely. continue until you you're done. You know, it don't matter how long it takes because mm-hmm. I, you know, some people, you know, they be sarcastic, and you know, <laughs> the question was, well, what took you so long? I'm like, it's steps to these things. You know, it just right. don't happen overnight. Absolutely. Especially if you want to, you know, make a um a great body of work. You know, right? Exactly. It just don't it just don't happen. It takes time. It does take time. Absolutely. So where can readers find your books, Miss Sharita? <laughs> they can find it on my website, which is www.blackbeautypublishing.com. Okay. And then where can we find you on social media? Oh, you can find me at um, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, Black Beauty Publishing. Okay. Instagram. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> well, we have made it to the end of the interview. Now, did you, you survived, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Y'all, she was so sweet. She was like, oh, I, I need you to call me. And I didn't even get to call you this week yeah. before the interview. And you still did okay. But she was like, y'all, I need, I, she was like, I need you to call me. I, I need to talk. I'm nervous. And you did just fine. You did just fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. It was a nice experience. Well, good, I'm <laughs> My glad. My very first interview. I will <gasps> never forget this. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad I was your first interview. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your talents with us today. Yeah. It has been my absolute pleasure having you here on Between the Reads, and you are my very first guest of season two. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I did great. <laughs> oh, you did wonderful. You did wonderful. And booze and bros, you know how I like to do. I close out every show with a quote, and this time it's from the late, great Toni Morrison, who said, Certain kinds of trauma visited on peoples are so deep, so cruel, that unlike money, unlike vengeance, even unlike justice or rights or the goodwill of others, only writers can translate such trauma and turn sorrow into meaning, sharpening the moral imagination. Until next time, booze and bros, you know what to do. Grab a book and read, and I'm out. You've been listening to Between the Reads. I'm your host, Audra Russell. Thanks for tuning in. This week's episode was brought to you by loyal Patreon supporters, romance author D.L. White, whose books you can find at booksbydlwhite.com, Xanthine's All Natural Products, which you can find at xanthines.com, that's X-A-N-T-H-I-N-E-S.com, and by the Ultimate in Urban Literature, Paper Chase Publications, which you can find at paperchasepublications.com. Tune in next week for another great episode.